listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, episode 359. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we take a long-awaited look at the official trailer for the third and final season of the German Netflix series Dark. And, dude, no random German movies that have nothing to do with Dark this year. No, this time we, we went with the official trailer, and uh, so this is all stuff straight from the camera of Baron Bonodar. Yeah, and one thing I did notice, and I'm sure you did as well, there, there's more than one official trailer out there. There's also one that refers to itself as the Dark Trilogy trailer, and the first half is kind of like a recap of seasons one and two, and then the second half is new stuff. That's not the one we're doing, guys. We're doing the one that, uh, if you look at your YouTube uh, video, it comes in at around two minutes, 25 seconds, something like that. So that's the one we're doing. And yeah, well, you go to YouTube and you just go like to, I think it's like trailers and more, and it's the season three trailer. So. Right. And actually, I think Fred might have even posted it in the Facebook group like a week or so ago when it uh, dropped. But uh, anyway, um, you know, before we get into that, and I'm going to be very brief because we've got a lot to talk about for a two minute trailer. But uh, in terms <laughs> of what I'm watching, uh, I'm going back and I'm watching Once Upon a Time. My wife has never seen it. We were scrambling for something new to watch, and I stopped halfway through season two so we're like halfway through season one i'm digging it she's digging it so that's all good and then uh, a british crime drama called marcella which i know i've mentioned on the podcast in the past dropped its third season and we binged that Uh, just a great show if you're into that sort of thing so for me once upon a time and marcella well i was uh i was pleased to see last week that uh knives out was uh now available on amazon prime and i hadn't seen it before and it was a pretty darn good movie okay i liked it a lot i actually watched it and a couple nights later watched it with the family and uh yeah it's very agatha christie-esque you know kind of murder mystery type thing and uh but also kind of prescient in how it talks you know and you might say only you know tangentially talks about like race but certainly white privilege is a huge theme in this movie it's really good very enjoyable daniel craig is is uh, amazing he's uh, one of my favorite actors just love to see him work and everything so it was good um the other thing was last night i watched episode one of perry mason oh dude i was just gonna bring that up so how was it yeah i i liked it uh, obviously if you are, I don't think anyone would have gone into this expecting it to be like the old, you know, the show from the, I don't even know when 50s, 60s, but yeah, late know, 50s. The, the, yeah. Right. Um, if that's what you're expecting, you are going to be very horrifically, uh, um, denied, <laughs> Very early in, in, in episode one, uh, because this is definitely not that he's he's not the you know Perry Mason in, in the in the show in the the old show was always just like you know composed always had the upper hand and everyone was always kind of like the smartest guy in the room and everything and uh, you know this uh, Perry Mason is uh, 
not. <laughs> Matthew Reese plays Perry Mason, um, and Matthew Reese obviously, well, you wouldn't know because you didn't see the Americans, but he was one of the leads of the Americans, and he's a fantastic actor, and he does a, a great job in here uh, as a guy who is, you know, like you, you're used to that Perry Mason, as I said, being in the guy in control, being in, in, in you know, always knowing what's going on and making the, the, the bad guys always would just confess to him and you know, here he's uh, he's kind of living a sad life, having to live rough and everything. And uh, so, but that being said, it seems like a really very good, like especially period piece. I I, I liked it. I, I was it, it was it was one of those shows that went by quicker than I thought. And when it was done, I was surprised at how quickly it had gone by. So cool, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to checking it out for sure. So, all right, why don't we get to the dark trailer, which Let's do it. was released on June 11th, 2020. And of course, the series returns June 27th, 2020 for the third and final cycle. And, you know, when you look at this trailer, essentially, we're talking about two minutes and three seconds worth of visuals and voiceover and I, I need to lay it right out there. I think for the most part, our podcast discussions are fairly well organized. And as I'm looking at my notes for this one, it's going to be really difficult to organize things. So guys, yes. bear with us because ordinarily, uh, you know, we've each got a laptop and maybe some notes. And I think, Wayne, you look at your notes on the screen. My notes are all hand scribbled. So I've got paper and whatever, but I had to bring a second laptop to the studio so that I could bring up the images as well. So, uh, yeah, bear with us. Yeah, as I'm right we, now as we, I'm trying to figure out how I can work this. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, even though this trailer is a combination of season two and season three images, it's a voiceover laden trailer, which I, I know got your attention right away. But did you think it was too spoilery for a Caesar uh, for a series like Dark? Well, yeah. You, and you asked this question and my, my first thought was was yes. And then I thought, you know. But maybe not. The, the The people who create Dark, Baron Bodar and, and and all them, they know what they're doing, right? Uh, and I don't think they would release something that gave away big parts of what's going to go on in season three. Yeah. And- that, I mean, that's just me having faith in them. Now, that being said, there's – so there's two things – I think were were very spoilery, and the one part was where they basically told us that Martha, that we saw at the end, other world Martha, who we're gonna have to come up with a name for her. Well, Martha, I guess we're just uh, I guess because the other one's dead. Well, Martha um, too. Yeah. So so Martha two, uh, Martha two point Martha Beta, whatever. Um, she apparently is Jonas's opposite. So she is what what happened to Jonas in his world. And again, this actually could be off because that's what they want you to think. But it certainly seems like that's we see her in the red, the, sorry, the yellow coat. Uh, we see her waking up startled at the same time as Jonas does. So that's one thing that I was annoyed 
Uh, and then the other part was when they, they say, um, if only one of our worlds can survive, which would it be, or something like that. And, and that is also very spoiler because then they're also suggesting a big part of the, a big plot reveal, which now would not be a reveal, is that only one of their worlds can survive. So I'm hoping that both of those things turn out to be some kind of like, you know, red herring. If not, I, I will end up being annoyed again. But it's my own fault for watching the trailer. I should have stuck my foot down and said, I don't want to watch it. We're not doing the trailers. But other than that, I thought not so much. You know, we see characters we haven't seen before. We see some settings we haven't seen before. You know, who knows? What do you think? Well, I mean, clearly this trailer is centered around Jonas and Martha too, played by Lewis Hoffman and Lisa Vicari. So I don't know if that's an indication that this entire season is going to be centered around them. But I got to say, it didn't occur to me to view them as opposites. And I love that theory. And I certainly noticed she was wearing a yellow raincoat. I just assumed she didn't bring it with her from her world and needed a raincoat and Jonas. But even if that's the case, symbolically, I, I love it. Because at this point, we don't really know whether or not there's a Jonas to or not from the other world and I, I we have to consider whether or not we're dealing with some sort of a counterpart setup w- with these alternate worlds where everybody does have a counterpart right unless they get murdered or killed some other way which is of course right. something that's happened in dark and, and happened in counterpart but um yeah dude i really like that that theory because uh, you know, everything is centered around them. And, and that makes sense with Jonas, uh, of course, because we do know, or at least we're led to believe that he is at the center of all of this. He is the, you know, I guess, quote unquote, savior or possible savior of his world. I, I guess we'll see. But, you know, in addition to the images, we get all those voiceovers and whether or not the words are as important as the images, they don't always work together. I mean, that's the interesting thing about trailers Mm -hmm. because things don't necessarily come in a chronological order. And there are some things that, you know, I I don't want to say we don't need them, but one of the things I was really surprised at, and you and I have said many times on the podcast that we generally don't go out and read what other people are saying about the episode that we're going to talk about because, you know, we don't want to be spoiled by others uh, analysis. And, you know, once in a while we're so confused by whatever it is we just watched, we need some help, but that's not necessarily the case here. So, uh, you know, I, I really don't know what to say about, you know, some of the things that we see, for instance, you know, we get those three images of the split screen and we have seen yeah. a split screen so many times. And, and yes. I think we see Ulrich, we see Elizabeth and I forget who the third one was. Katerina. Katerina. I mean, was that that important to see or is that just something that we assume that Katerina has a counterpart and 
great. She's studious looking with glasses and not this psycho that pounds on people's doors and breaks their glass, you know. Right. Um, yeah, that, that that's a good point because, you know, like you said, we they have definitely established like kind of that, I don't want to call it a trope because it's not a trope, but, you know, that convention in the show of having that split screen showing someone that usually has been showing the past version of the person with the current or future version, I guess, whatever, of that person. So if you look at these, we see Ellie, you know, the, the one on the left looks like the one we're, we're kind of, well, she's kind of grubby. And then the one on the right seems like she might be a little bit older. So I don't know if, if you know, I, I, I would hazard to say that the, the one on the left is maybe Ellie, though, again, looking a little bit older, I guess, than she did, you know, at the end of season two. Well, uh, that's understandable. And, and and I'm with you, the one on the left that, that looks kind of dirty, I'm assuming that's the Elizabeth that was left in the bunker right. when the apocalypse hit. Yes. And when we start to, you know, try to figure out what things mean in the trailer you know you had mentioned this to me earlier in the week that as you're doing your rewatch it's like all these new ideas come flooding in and how do they mm-hmm. relate to the trailer and and this discussion of a two-minute trailer has the potential to go completely off the rails in a good way yeah um because the the dirty uh, elizabeth on the left i'm assuming she emerges from the bunker and you know, this is her in 2020 still, unless the, because we know the bunker can send time travelers because we've seen, you know, somebody pop through that tear before. Well, Charlotte, Charlotta just did. Right. right? At the end yeah. of season two. Like, we don't know where right. she went, but she went somewhere. Um, right. You know, the other split screens you have, the one is Ulrich is uh, the other, one of the other ones. And, in the the screenshot you have, like the, I mean, the one on the left, I definitely would say is R. Ulrich because he's, he's got, he looks like he's taking the beating. He's yeah, got exactly. right and everything. And the one on the right does not look like that. He's got no, I mean, if there's one thing Ulrich has done and throughout the show, and that is get his ass kicked, you know, have, have his face all messed up. Like he's been pretty much like that. Throughout, uh, you know, basically pretty much the entire series, uh, the one on the right does not look like he's had people pounded on him. Right, so. and I guess what surprised me in the few things that I did read about the trailer is that some people aren't convinced that we're dealing with an alternate world here, and I don't know how they could make it any clearer. I thought it was crystal clear at the end of last season. Right. For me, the trailer just solidifies any doubts that I had, and I really didn't have any. So, you know, like we said, we we get these images of the three, and Katarina is the uh, the third one, and, you know, the, the one on the left is certainly the Katarina that we know. The one on the right, um, I, I guess this would she be does- my, my standard response. Who told you that haircut looks good? I don't know. I like it. <laughs> okay. well, but anyway, but she does not, the one on the right doesn't look like a woman who's lost her child and her husband. Well, that's true. And, and we don't know what 
her world has gone through. I mean, you know, we've talked many times about Wyndon and all of the secrets that have really caused so much of this to occur. She just doesn't look like a woman that has has dealt with that, nor, you know, the the image of Elizabeth, uh, the image of Ulrich, who knows. But I guess at the end of the day, do those three images really tell us that much? No. Okay. Nothing and, beyond what we already, I guess, learned slash suspected when Marta 2.0 said, um, it's not when we're going, it's to what world or something like right. that. Yeah. So they right. very blatantly said, there's another world involved here. So it's like right. not even a question, right? Yeah. And, you know, we certainly see Martha 2 in different clothing than than we initially see her when she shows up at Jonas's house and she's got her little time travel device that clearly is from a future that's technologically more advanced and and that's the other thing well not necessarily that, just a place that's different right like it well yeah but she's got this little orb sure that is but, her time travel device as yeah, opposed to right. what they have to use you know, in, in wind and one, right. Either go through right. the caves or, you know, pull out the device in the little suitcase or whatever. And, you know, okay. Okay. But I see what you're saying. It's a lot um, more portable, but it doesn't, like, I'm, I'm just saying like, it didn't necessarily mean that it's from, um, like, cause it's the same technology. It's just, she has a more portable, you know, but she might look and say, damn, I wish I had a handle for this thing. Man, if I had this in a suitcase, man, that would that'd be much easier, you know. Okay. Well, well, you know. Speaking of time travel and the methods of delivery, you know, there, there's that one image that I've labeled it the God Particle 19th Century, and it's in a lab that I don't feel as if we've seen before. No, I mean, definitely we, not. And you can see the woman that's closest to us wearing a long dress. And then there's a, a woman closer to the front that is wearing a long dress. And I know in 1921, they were wearing long dresses, but I get the feeling that this is earlier than 1921. Could this possibly be 1888? And I mean, electricity in the homes came in the early 1890s, but, one of the things we see in counterpart and I apologize for continuing to bring that up, but I think it's a mm -hmm. valid comparison is that technologies developed at different rates in the different worlds. So is this perhaps in the other world and oh, I think their development is. of the God particle? You think yeah. it is? Oh, absolutely. Especially when you see the woman at the front who, if, you know, if, if what, I think is true, then the Adam of that world is actually Marta. Well, but she oh, probably okay. calls herself Eve, I imagine, but still, uh, you know, the same thing. Like if, if Marta is that world's version of Jonas, then she's, and there's also another picture that you have where we see the, the three dudes with all with the cleft lip surgery, uh, scar, three men in Adam's office with white hair woman. And she's standing in front of a, a picture of Adam and Eve, right? 
And right. so it seems that in that world, again, uh, Marta is the quote-unquote Adam figure, and I'm sure they, she's called Eve. And, you know. Okay, and, and these are certainly the same individual at def- different points in his life because we see the the older man with white hair, the middle-aged man, and then the young boy that looks maybe 12 or so. And, you know, we certainly know that that's certainly a possibility with time travel that you can yes. all end up in the same same time period. Right. So, you know, we're fine with that. Well, but they're all dressed the, the same. And like, you know, uh, as Fred pointed out too, they all have you know, the scar from uh, cleft lip surgery too, so. Okay. And, you know, you go with the feeling that the the white-haired woman, and, and as you said, we only see her from a distance, from behind, you think that's Martha as opposed to uh, older Claudia in in their world. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, again, I, I, I love that. You know, I, I love that theory. You know, getting back to Martha, too, and, and part of the voiceover, you know, she's telling him, I'll help you find the origin, that one thing, the beginning for everything in your world and in mine. So we don't really know what her purpose is. We know Jonas wants to basically stop everything, which will end the cycle, which will mean he was, you know, never born. But, you know, we go back to that whole thing about Michael Conwald's suicide as the linchpin of everything, so that if we prevent that suicide from happening, then, you know, Mickle doesn't time travel back to 86 and, and, and all of that. And Jonas is never born. I, I guess, are we just assuming we're going to get this pat ending where Jonas is successful, the third and final cycle? Well, is it just the third and final cycle of the series dark or is it the third and final cycle of what the hell has been going on in Wyndon over the past hundred years or so. I, I, I think it's maybe a mistake to feel like we're going to get that ending where Jonas is the hero by erasing himself from the timeline. Well, I don't, I don't know. Like as I, as I rewatched that, and I actually uh, this past week went back through both season one and two and, um, now, I, I started getting a, a pretty strong feeling that where this is going is that all this stuff is just a huge mess. In the end, is going to be kind of like, I know I know people hate the hitting the reset button when, when that happens, but, you know, I, I feel like it's going to come out to just like, you know, turn out like, like none of this stuff ever happened. Well, that's kind of what Travelers decided to end with, right? And, and we see, right. uh, you know, David in the in the back seat. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I hope that's not the way it ends. But, I mean, if it is, uh, I guess it'll be okay. But uh, I, I guess what you're getting at is there's other shows that have used that device. Yeah. Try something but, different. Yeah, well, e- exactly. But, yeah, I just, who knows? Like, that's that's the thing about the you know, the, the depth of the show and the way that they give you answers, but, but not really, 
you know, Adam himself is, is just such a, 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 mis- a mystery that when Jonas Fritz meets him, Adam convinces him that he wants him to find the origin and then basically sends him back to cause his dad to commit suicide, which he wasn't even considering beforehand, which causes that all just the events to compound one on the other. So yeah, he used Jonas, but you know, is we we still don't know like what his end game is. Like if if we we don't know if there are really quote unquote good guys and bad guys. And of course, for so long we thought Noah was without a doubt this embodiment of of evil. And then it turns out he rebels against Adam and, and tries to stop him. So it just it's it's hard to reconcile all of these and to figure out what exactly is going on here. Well, right, because we're led to believe that Adam wants to blow it all up and start over and that Claudia and, and now uh, Jonas is trying to keep the status quo in place uh, but we don't really know like you said and we still don't know what Winden 2's end game is because clearly they sent Martha over here for a reason right they've got that technology that apparently Winden 1 doesn't at this point but you know the other set of images that are really striking in this two-minute trailer are the ones that take place in I think what we can only call a desert yeah, or a beach with, maybe, but yeah. Or a beach with the bunker. Fred points out in his feedback that it's a different bunker, not only because of the angle, which I th- I think we could work around the angle issue and, and say it's the same bunker. It's really difficult for me to tell that it's a different bunker, but uh, I certainly learned to trust Fred on his photo analysis. Regardless, we see Jonas following martha up this big sand dune or whatever it is i guess that's Mm -hmm. what it is and i assume that's wind and two but we don't know that for sure is this after the apocalypse because we know she um, takes him away before the apocalypse hits where she takes him we don't know so Um, you know, but but these are really well, we got, striking. We got images. two choices, man. It's either Winden or France. So. <laughs> yeah, because that's <laughs> the, only, the two only places we know. The only, only two places that exist, right? Right. And you know the the other thing is we do get that one image out in the sand dunes of some other individual that's got this satchel or something on his or her shoulder. We can't really tell who it is. I feel like I can see long white hair, but it's just really difficult to make out. And, and of course, I would have said that's older Claudia, but now I am just can't let go of your theory that perhaps that's older Martha, right? I mean, that's what you're saying. It's an older version of Martha. Well, I don't know in this particular picture, but that's what I feel the lady in the office is. Okay. So and, very likely it could be. Okay. Now, we also get that image of Jonas and Martha 2 emerging from the cave. Of course, the cave looks different, 
so is this the cave on their side? Because it doesn't look like the cave that we've come to know at Wyndon. Right. And, you know, we see him. uh, There's no yellow recliner. (laughs) Right. But, uh, you know, we see her wearing the yellow jacket in the background. And it's difficult to see what he's holding on to. Maybe it's that white light that he uh, has been carrying around. But Well, but he doesn't have that. It does kind of look like that might be it, but he doesn't have his. Of course, this is older Joe, so he could probably score another one. Well, no, no, in the image that we're looking at now when they're coming out of the cave? Yeah, well, I'm just saying Katarina has the the flashlight that he got from himself. Right, right. And, and, And that's another thing that it doesn't necessarily come out of the trailer, so we probably shouldn't talk about it too much. The location of the two time machines, except I think we have the same machine exists in two different sure. timelines because, uh, you, you, know, you know, we know that the uh, one is in 1953, right? Yeah, uh, of with course. Hannah. With Hannah. Yeah. Uh, and then the kids take use one, or Jonas escapes with uh, the kids. Right. And then I was going to say Claudia, 1986, Claudia had one. Yes. She brings it to the bunker, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Right. So Katarina has the flashlight, but she doesn't have a machine because she found the map. Right. And she's going through the caves. Yep. So uh, again, we don't know where she's going to end up, but, um, you know, so. Well, pretty sure 1986 sounds like a pretty good bet. Okay. Um, although, you know, we've already established you don't have to go from point A to point B. You can go from point A to point C because right. we, we've well, certainly seen that. It depends which direction she goes, right? She goes to the left, 1953. She goes to the right, 1986. Yeah, so. Take the blue pill or take the red pill. Right. Um, you know, get, getting back to those three guys in, I, again, I was calling it Adam's office, but it certainly could be Martha Two's office. I'm pretty um, sure it is. I think we have to assume that's the other world because these are three people we've never seen in any timeline. Uh, yes. But we get that image where the office is on fire and the voiceover, you promised there would be a way to change it all. So are these disciples of Martha? Again, obviously a good chunk of season three has to focus on what's going on in this alternate world. You would think, but you know, maybe not. It'll be with only eight episodes. It's, it's going to be, you know, really challenging to do justice to, you know, the, the storyline that we already have and this new storyline that, that obviously wants to be told as well. But, uh, well, so hold on Dave, cause I'm just, I'm looking that office is not that. I think that's Adam's office. That's not the office that the white haired lady was in, in the other okay. image. Right. But those are the same three guys, I believe. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we only see them from behind. So, right. but the place is on fire. Is not right. is not the lady's office. That's that's. I think that's pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's Adam's office. Because if you okay. go back and look uh, at the picture, that is definitely not the same place. Like the bookcase well, is just, in a different place. 
Well, yeah, you could just be different. from a different angle, though. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I'm positive. It is not. It's 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 like the same angle, but a different room. Okay. Like there's like there's a bookcase on the left in both, but it's just a different place. Um, there's a desk, but it's a different desk. The chairs, there's no chairs at all in the other office, except for the one behind the desk. Well, actually, there's one chair over on the right there. So, and and the floor is marble. Oh, that's a big one. There's a marble floor in the one, and this has a carpet. Oh, there you go. So, okay. totally different place. Okay. Well, well speaking of rooms, uh, let's take a look at that image. Martha, too, travels from the bedroom. And, you know, we we see Martha and we've seen her in this outfit and she's really dirty and grungy and, and beaten up. So we don't know exactly what's happened to her, but she is time traveling from this room and I'm trying to get a feel for the time period. And look, I understand people can buy antiques in 2020, but. I don't think that's what we're meant to think. No, in this it, case. it definitely looks like the place Jonas stayed in 1920. Okay. And so remember not, they not had even this, earlier. Yeah. Cause they had him up in the attic. Uh, I, I d- distinctly remember the, the slope of the roof in his room. Uh, I think when he talked, he talks to Noah in there. So I'm pretty sure it's either that room or the other world equivalent of it. All right, so then I guess the question would be, why did she travel there? Because at this point, she's leaving, and yeah. judging by her clothing and you know her physical appearance, she's been in 1920 or 1921 for a while now. Where is she going, and what's happened while she's there? Where's Jonas? Right. Know, they're not traveling together, so you know have they have they split up and you know th- there are some interesting shots of the two of them together that you know they really do almost look like they're involved in some sort of a relationship you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, um you sure. know, where where they're out in the woods she's got the yellow raincoat on she's got his hands uh, she's got her hands on his neck, not in a threatening way, but rather a, a tender way. It almost looks like she's getting ready to kiss him. And it's easy to forget this is not his Martha. So what's the deal here? You know, is there a Jonas counterpart on her side that perhaps died? And I don't know. Uh, but that's, it, uh, that's it, what it I'm really thinking. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's really a striking photo. So is this going to be the early version of the final showdown between Adam and older Martha? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and that's like kind of the, like the most perplexing part of this show and the part that's the most difficult to reconcile is how this how, – how Jonas – and even in his middle age, still very much opposed to what Adam is laying out there. So that's remember Adam said that um, 
him murdering Martha was what was going to set Jonas on this path, right? Um, right. So, you know, you're wondering, like, even as he's like what fifty some years old, as a, a, a you know in his middle ages, he is still opposed to Adam. So it's, it's something happened even later in his life that turned him from Jonas to Adam, or is that the case? Has he not? Is he still trying to accomplish the same goal that he was trying to accomplish when he was young, but it's just tougher to see now because Adam seems like such of a, a villain guy. Right. And, yeah. and sending his younger self on this journey, but uh, of course, to what end? The other thing we get out of Martha, too, is, is the knowledge that the apocalypse also happens in our world. So we, we get the idea that this cycle has been taking place in Wyndon, too, if that's what it's called over there. But does the apocalypse in one world trigger it in the other, or do they occur simultaneously? We, we've said the trigger seems to be Michael Conwald's suicide. What's the trigger over there? I mean, we don't know, but you know, the, just the, her admission that the apocalypse also happens in our world. We assume that's why she's come over here. Do you get the sense that she knows more than we do? Absolutely. In, in wind and one. So is that a technological thing that they have better technology? Have they been watching wind and one? Well, Otherwise, uh, how would they know? Yeah, but you know, also remember that you know, with time travel, uh, a Martha who is more experienced and further along the journey than Jonas is could be the one who comes back to get Jonas and save him after Martha Prime is killed. You know, so it's not necessarily like better technology, but she just is as traveled more I, I i should just say yes i agree with you that um that she seems to know more about what's going on than certainly that Jonas does and way more than we know because we had no idea there's any such thing as as a separate world but she seems pretty comfortable with that idea yeah exactly um you know we mentioned a few minutes ago the the image of what appears to be a 19th century god particle lab but we also get that image of a lab that's got those three reflectors set up that almost look like somebody'd have in their backyard uh as a solar panel mm-hmm. and that's well, and not the three we- the three dudes are there too again these guys yeah. really hang out a lot it seems like <laughs> but that's not something we've seen before is it a different time period or is it on their side I'm assuming right. it's on their side, but but again, we, we don't really know. The one sequence of images that we haven't talked about yet are the head smashing images. Yeah, and and let's take a look at the one that the woman that's smashing somebody over the head, but it's in an interior in a room that doesn't really look familiar to me, and I really can't tell it is a woman doing the smashing Mm -hmm. we can't really tell whose head 
she is smashing. Like, well, it's a, it looks like a dude. Okay. Uh, she looks like she's got long blonde hair, just saying. Or is it long gray hair? It's really, you know, so much of the imagery yeah, right. in dark is dark. And, and the colors, when we have color, are, are extremely muted. So it's difficult to tell. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like too physical for what we've seen out of older Claudia. But... Right. Um, Clearly, somebody's angry enough to be smashing somebody. I mean, do you well, recognize you look on that? their right? It looks like I mean, the knobs and stuff in there. This is not a. I mean, I'm saying this is probably something like the 50s. Okay, and that's what I would have said. Sure. Um, the one thing that throws me off is that that rectangular image right above her head. That you know is this bright, you know, white. Um, I, I don't know what it looks like to me. And, and is it a window? Is that the outside? I, at first, yeah, I thought it looks it was like a, a window to the outside and that could be sand out there. Okay. Okay. So if that's the case, then maybe this is on the window to side. Um, we get Ulrich doing some smashing, um, shocking. Yeah. And, and we can't really see who he's smashing though at, at this point and i'm trying to find that uh, picture i don't think you have a screenshot of that one. Oh, okay well i can't tell who he's smashing but the other one is uh, you know i at first thought it was a woman and you know maybe i thought that because of the pink jacket and then no. i thought could that be mickle <laughs> uh yeah true um, I guess I kind of assumed that, like you, pink jacket's probably a female. Dark hair, maybe it's Marta. Could be Claudia. But but certainly the same thing. Another, you know, person down on the ground, helpless, about to have their head bashed in. Right, um, and and in the first two seasons in Winden, we've really only seen Ulrich bashing in young Helge's head. Yeah. So here we've got three other instances. And is it a similar situation that it's a person that's doing a bad thing to save somebody they love? If, if I kill you in this timeline, then you won't, you know, do what you did in, in, in the other timeline, we don't know. But again, I find it interesting that we've got three separate images of head bashing that we've not seen before. And um, and the other one could have been Ulrich uh, 2.0 with Helga 2.0. Uh, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. I feel like right. I want to pull that up now to see like what. Yeah, uh, you'll never find it, but uh, <laughs> unless you already have it. But um, yeah, what else? I mean, again, I you know, there's so many images in this, and uh, you know, I, I think we've hit on the ones that are the most important, at least from my perspective. Um, you know, we see young Elizabeth holding the watch. Mm-hmm. standing in the rain and and okay fine i'm not sure what that tells us we've seen the watch before we you know we we know that it has a connection to charlotte you know we know that 
Elizabeth is Charlotte's daughter and her mother. And so I'm not sure what that really tells us. That that's I guess that feels like a season two image, even though I don't recall seeing that in season two. Um, I'm not sure it really gives us anything new moving forward, but I don't know. Yeah, just I, I, I did pull up the trailer real quick, and the shot of Orish is the he is facing the camera, so we know it's him, um, whereas the other two shots were from behind, so we're not sure who the people are. But we have absolutely, I mean, he could be trying to make a fire for all we know. We uh, obviously the way they set it up, we assume it's it's him, uh, but. The jacket he's wearing is not the jacket. I don't because he, he had a dark, he had a black jacket on when he tried to kill Helga. So right. and this one he's got a tan jacket on. So we might be looking at uh, Ulrich two point doing you know trying to smack around someone someone else's head. So you know the the one I wonder, and I think you might have said, could it be Katarina? In terms of the people that have anger issues, <laughs> at least of the ones we know, I mean, we do get that split screen of the two Katarinas, and the one on the right hardly looks like somebody that would go in for head bashing, as opposed right. to the Katarina that we know. Uh, yeah, not so much. I think she'd be fairly comfortable with it but yeah. I, I mean honestly I, I i feel like it's it's ellie um but it's impossible to tell and probably silly to speculate any further on it so okay uh is there any anything else you want to bring up that we haven't talked about um the well the one is that they, they show the one shot it looks like sh- uh charlotta with someone else but they're wearing pink biohazard suits oh right exactly so i think we know that's in the other world yes because they're they're definitely wearing yellow biohazard suits in wind and one yes oh my gosh i'm so glad you you caught that 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 that's a pretty important image because it it lets us know that you know they've got a power plant over there and you know we can't really tell what they're doing but um, you know, so so whether that their version of Clausen's over there, no, I need you to dig up the biohazardous waste. Yeah. I need to see it. It's right. You know, I don't care that it has nothing to do with my murder investigation. Do it anyway. And uh, anyway, I got. I was looking at my notes from last season for the final episode, and and I'm like, like, you know, no damn judge gave him <laughs> the uh, permission to do what well, he ends up doing. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. The the yeah. upon re rewatching it, I feel because I know like we were significantly in the Clausen is a complete fraud. He's not even a police officer. But I kind of been backing away from that on upon rewatch because he you know, like I said, I mean you don't just pull a uh listen, Germans are very officious people, man. So you're not going to just throw out some fake search warrant and like Alexander's going to let that fly, right? Like he's definitely going to have his lawyers vet that thing, you know? So um, I feel like Clausen was for real, but just, you know, like rogue, you know, like he said, I'm, you know, volunteers to go and, uh, you know, to investigate the disappearances, but really he's, um, you know, trying to bring down Alexander. All right. 
Anything else? Yes. So I don't know okay. if you looked at the pictures I put up or anything, but there's a couple in there. I so, did. So there's the one that I'm pretty, it's, yeah, it's Peter, but I think it's Peter. He's got, but he's got like a beard and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess I thought that the explanation there, he's in the bunker when the apocalypse goes off. Now, we don't know where they all end up for sure um but you know it's it's i guess i guess i just felt like that's him a fairly short time after the apocalypse but it's not it's not the picture itself but just the idea of peter now upon rewatch i am like where is peter from what is his like he's really the only character because he's so yeah, you know, we talk about how he's he's Helge's son, and but yet he didn't come to Winden until 1987. So yeah, he was living with his mom. But who's his mom? Like there's there's no one is no one in this story, right? Yeah. So like the fact that Peter, his origins are so mysterious, and we never see any woman in Helga's life except for Charlotta and Claudia. And we know Claudia's not his mom. At least we're pretty sure. Like he would have had to get he'd have to get Claudia pretty drunk for that to make that happen. So you know, just to me, like Peter is just on the periphery all the time. He's never at really the the center of events. But to me it's just like I feel like there's just something about his character that's like kind of like the key to this whole thing. Well, you know what? One of the images that you put up there that uh, I'm so glad you put up there because I forgot about it. And it's pretty important is the grave digging image. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm of the thought that it's uh, Jonas burying Martha, but I don't know. I mean, whoever, this person is burying he took the care to wrap them relatively sure. carefully given everything that's going on around him so uh, of the people that we know are dead that makes the most sense although that's assuming it's in wind and one we don't know that for sure well i mean also that he martha gets shot and Jonas gets out of there with with uh martha 2.0 well, that's true, and yeah. and the body's left behind, so that's that's a good point. So maybe this is somebody else. It's and uh, that that uh, shovel does not look like it's a uh, modern shovel with the handle on it. So well, that's a good point as well. Yeah, almost looks like a little homemade deal. Yeah. But uh, so what's so, but but that's definitely eight minus thirty three. Yeah. So when you're in Could the eighteen fifties now. So the the last thing I want to talk is I put the the one up of the guy standing in front of the board uh, with the pictures of, it looks like the creepiest post ever board. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, because a lot of those images look, they they look dead, right? Uh, pretty much all of them. Yeah. Okay. In fact, let's say a hundred percent of them are, are dead for sure. So, and they're being zipped up in the, in the bags, like in, in police bags. So this could be an official, Thing. This could be someone investigating, but it's it's a dude. It's not Charlotte. So is Peter, 
like the alt world's version of Charlotte. Right. And and while you can you can't really read the names or the information. I mean, I've tried blowing it up and and you know, then it just becomes fuzzier. But uh, they 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 have an older feel to them. Although on the one hand, they look like Polaroid photos with something attached to them. So it's almost like the uh, the little dark rectangles that have stuff written on them looks like They're it's just separate. Really, really disturbing though. Yeah. Oh, no question. And and again, it's not something we've seen in our Winden. No. So I think I think it's safe to say it, it's over in their world, which you know might explain why she's so determined to get Jonas to do whatever. We don't know. I, I think we certainly understand that her primary goal wasn't merely to save Jonas from the apocalypse, but rather to save her world, save his world. If there can only be one world, <laughs> which right. is kind of the fundamental question, I guess we're, we're looking at as we head into season three. Anyway, what else? You know, I think that's it. Except for, I just, I'm just really pleased with myself for the, uh, the, the image of the June 27th, 2020 being circled. And I, I titled it, make sure to clear your schedule for the apocalypse. So I love it. Yeah, that was <laughs> awesome. So, all right. Well, why don't we jump into some feedback? We heard from, and I don't know whether it's LGO Dave or Elgo Dave, but but he's been commenting on some of the early episodes. So what I guess he's going is back into the back dark catalog of our podcast and then sent us some comments uh, primarily about season one, although I did notice he's in season two now. And he, he brings up the pocket watch and whether or not that's going to become important. And, and Dave, not sure whether this is your first watch, no pun intended, or a rewatch. So I guess at this point, our lips are sealed. But I guess if you've been lif- listening to this podcast, you already know the answer to that one. But uh, Dave, thanks for you know checking in and send us some more feedback. Yep. All right, well, let's hear what Fred's got for us this week, and we'll be back to talk about that. Hello, Dave and Wayne and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for the Season 3 trailer of Dark. And in this case, the real trailer. Last season, we did a fake trailer. We more or less knew it was fake, but it still was a lot of fun to analyze it. And I really wonder if there were some scenes in that old trailer that will pop up in season 3 now. That would be a nice long-term easter egg. Okay, first off, in the section, what are we watching? Well, I'm still watching Snowpiercer, just as you, Wayne. And I really had my doubts about it, but it's really getting on steam and, and I really increasingly like it. And for you, Wayne, it's a good practice to watch a show just once a week. I fully agree with John's comment last week. So, every dark feedback, I would end with... And Wayne, don't touch the play button. This trailer is really horrible. It's about two minutes and I took more than 50 screenshots, which means that on average, every two seconds, something important is happening. So the density of information is very, very high. Another thing is that they seem to be mirrored somehow. So the role that Jonas plays in World 1 
does Marta play in World 2? And I wonder if that yellow jacket is a representation of that. Did she get that thing from Jonas? Or why is she wearing it all the time and he doesn't? Furthermore, there is all kinds of mirrored stuff in it. You see that, for instance, in the pedigree with the infinity sign with on one side Agnes Nielsen and on the other side exactly the same pedigree. Another place where we see mirroring is, for instance, when we see the military at the exploded power plant and then we see just a a few seconds later we see Marta cycling towards the power plant in the alternative world and we see that the height of the towers is just the other way around so it looks like that power plant is mirrored. Of course we have seen a kind of kaleidoscopic mirroring from season one onward but perhaps now it gets very important the mirroring. We see the pedigree I already talked about and we see Agnes Nielsen as a connection somehow or there is a connection between the two worlds. We see also see the name Hanno Tauber and there was some kind of newspaper article in I think season two where Noah the older Noah is called Hanno Tauber. So that would fit he being Agnes' brother. Furthermore, we see Tronte Nielsen as son of Agnes with the infinity sign. And from Tronte we see Mats Nielsen. And then another line that goes out of frame and that will probably go to Ulrich. For me as a geneticist, this is a very strange pedigree because children are above the parents. But yeah... It's dark. Then we see the strange thing with Marta, where she is just transporting, disappearing, but she is in a surrounding that looks more like like the 1920s, or perhaps even the 1880s. So how did Marta get to the 1920s? But that would be then the 1920s of the alternative world. And it also looks like she has a scar at the basis of her neck. Just like Jonas has one a little bit higher up. I don't think that would be from an hanging like Jonas. Because then the scar would be as in Jonas higher up. And then we flash back actually to what I think is just after the power plant exploded. We see Elizabeth holding the old watch. Then we see somebody putting three objects next to each other. The watch. A book of the play that Marta played and a black folder. And I think that black folder is the folder Bernd Doppler gave to Claudia with all kinds of data about the plant. Then we see a shot of these three items and somebody talking to three people with a schietes of the lip. In the older guy with the beard, you can't see it properly. But if you have a close-up of them later, you can see that all three have this lip schizes. Does this mean they are family? Does it mean there are three versions of the same person from three different time periods? We sometimes saw one and the same person from t- different times together. Like, for instance, Jonas himself, but also Noah and Helga Doppler. And Claudia, of course. But we never saw three times the same person from different times together. And perhaps that is the case here. 
like in Orphan Black, we sometimes saw two clones in one frame, and then later even three. And eventually we even saw four clones in the same frame. Then we see the god particle in a surrounding being activated that looks like the 1880s. Then we see in a hazmat suit, uh, older Elizabeth with in the back her mother slash daughter Charlotte. I wonder if they started to do things together after they touched in one of the scenes in season two. Then we see the trio, the Schizis trio again activating the god particle but in a very new setting with a new kind of machine. Then we suddenly see Marta leaving a cave, probably not the cave, in a desert surrounding. Then we go back again to just after the explosion of the power plant and we see somebody hide behind a army truck but that's not an army truck we see in the next shot because all the army trucks have their front towards the road and the hiding person is behind a truck that is parked the other way around. I enlarged the picture but I couldn't determine who it is. Then we see somebody killing somebody else with a rock and then another one and then we see Ulrich, he is recognizable, hitting also on somebody and we think probably this is the scene where he hits young Helga. But if you look in the background, you see a bucket and something else and it is surely not 1920s where he did it. Then we see two hands switching the same handle in a mirror-like fashion. It even could be the hand of the same person, although one hand is an old hand and the other hand is a younger hand, but they look in form more or less the same. Then we see the cod particle again in another situation, in another laboratory. So it starts to seem that it's not so difficult to get this cod particle working if it's possible in all kinds of different laboratories or laboratory settings. This in contrast to the previous seasons where it was a main goal which was almost unreachable. But perhaps this is due to the other universe, the other world. Then we see Charlotte in a hazmat suit, a red hazmat suit, together with a guy. I enlarged his face. First I thought it was Tronte Nielsen, but it isn't. It is a bearded guy, but I don't know him. Then the next is, I think, Marta in a room hugging someone and that someone is not clear and I enlarged it and it's clear that they scrambled it so that we couldn't identify that person because the face of Marta is more or less clear and of the guy probably guy that's holding her is completely blurred he even has no brain I think uh, it looks more to me like an unencaphaly which is a not viable burst effect and then we see Marta running away in sand dune surroundings and Jonas coming from a bunker. And we assume that this is the same bunker, but I took a shot from the second season. It's different. The angle is different. The, the framework is different. Then we get the scene with Marta and Bartos in the background and then Jonas jumps at her. But only if you freeze it, you can see that he is really saving her for the blast and taking her away, just in the same way as Marta took Jonas away before the explosion in his world. 
I really don't have the time to put a theory out, but I just want to mention one very short one. Knowing this new universe, you really wonder which of the figures from season one and two are coming from there. Candidates are, of course, Adam, I think, but perhaps also Peter, because he just suddenly appeared in 1987 in Winden, and this is never explained further. See you back at dark. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. All right, um, you know now again, as usually happens, we we talk about some of Fred's feedback during the course of the discussion, and you know he's got that great image of Ulrika, as you said, the the one head basher that we can clearly identify, but he points out it's not him hitting young Helga Doppler, at least not in our world. And he mentions the yellow buckets in the background. And, okay, good catch. I guess they didn't have those back in. The, now, he said in, in his notes in the 20s. I guess that would have been in the 50s, right? That's when he, you know, Ulrich didn't go back to the 20s. He went to 53. Right. Now, the other thing that, that Fred brings up, and, and we, I think we had the image, but if not, Fred certainly has it, of the two hands turning yes. levers yeah, yeah, simultaneously. Yeah, we assume in different the different worlds, are they the same person? He thinks yes, older and younger. It's hard to tell. Well, I guess you can't tell at all because it's they're just hands. Yeah, and so technically they're they're going to be different people because it'd be different people would have supplied the hands for each of those pictures. But uh, I think it's definitely supposed to be meant to be the same person. Right. Um, but but what I find interesting is, though, that the handles are the exact color, the same design in yes. both worlds. Correct. So. And uh, the person is apparently wearing the same type color, at least same color uh, coat in, in each one. And then the uh, the final thing that, that Fred brings up that I want to mention is that, that image. And it was really tough. I, I put one in our our notes, but you know, since Fred had it in his, where Jonas is pushing Martha two away, just as I guess the, the apocalypse or the wave comes in, and and Bartosh is standing in the background. But I guess what strikes me is that Bartosh doesn't look exactly like our Bartosh. Right, I'm not sure. His hair is a lot longer. Yeah, and how to quantify it? He he is dressed a little differently than we've seen Bartosh. Now, of course, Fred points out that that might not even be the most important thing in this scene. It's that they disappear. So that, what does that mean? Did they get obliterated or time travel? So I don't know, but again, it's just another one of those images that, that makes us scratch our heads for sure. Yeah. Which again, you know, again, we don't want like really answers, in the trailer we just want something to you know pique our interest right yeah so. but uh i just feel like even talking about it, we maybe have we, we we've definitely hit on something in this discussion somewhere that's gonna play out i think blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while e- exactly <laughs> right right well the, the one image that he that that fred put up that i really want to talk about is the and i, I can't believe neither of us Put I just I guess I just assumed that you had it, but I then I realized because I saw it in Fred's feedback is the the family tree with uh, the infinity sign 
at the center and both worlds on each side spreading out from that same point. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, and, and that person being Agnes Nielsen's husband, who we also said was an enigma. And for a while we thought was Noah because she says my husband was a, a preacher or a, a pastor, right. I believe. So we said, oh, well, it must be Noah. But it turns out Noah's her brother. So that's not a thing. So this mysterious origin point that is the thing that that Jonas is, is looking for, that is Tronte's father. Sounds good. And I, and I guess I can't get Charlie Jade out of my head because well, you another, multi, yeah, <laughs> another multiverse series, except in that case, we were dealing with three separate worlds and of course in counterpart we know it was a result of an experiment gone awry that that caused the split and and the uh, development of the alternate world we don't know exactly what has happened here we don't know if there is a third or a fourth i'm pretty sure we're just going to be with two so yeah uh, i feel like it's just a two yeah all right anything else well, just about Fred or uh, about yeah, anything the, uh, in general, life, the um, universe, and everything. <laughs> well, so in, in going back and rewatching, I was just trying to like make note of a couple things that struck me this time around that we didn't necessarily talk a lot about. One thing I know we didn't talk a lot about is the the play Ariadne that Marta is, is performing in season one. I know at the time I didn't even really pay it much attention. I'm not a super huge fan of high school plays and certainly not high school German expressionist plays, but yet watching it now and the idea of Ariadne as the, the one who helps Theseus, she shows him how to get out of the labyrinth and then he leaves her behind. Right. Okay. So that idea, I'm kind of, fa- and, and then I've forgotten about how much of that labyrinth imagery popped up in season one. We don't really see it so much in season two, but with Jonas, middle-aged Jonas, that was like, he, he had all over his wall and everything, you know? So, I, you know, like, and of course, at the in, in season one, and for most of season two, Martha seemed to us just a you know like a love interest not even really a central character right just some added conflict that that, you know bring a little depth to uh, you know Jonas's struggle and how she's his aunt but he's still into her and things like that and then all of a sudden in one fell swoop she becomes maybe the most important character in the entire series you Which know? would be awesome, and and yeah. again, as you said, the interesting thing about their relationship once they both come to terms with the fact that they are related by blood, it it doesn't seem to bother them. And you know, we talked about it at the time that you know, well, are you allowed to marry your aunt? And I think you are actually. I think we looked it up at the time, right. but but that's neither here nor there. Like you said, I think what comes out of this trailer is that, you know, there's there's a whole new world, no pun intended in, in that case either, that not only for the narrative of Dark, but, you know, for the, the, 
storyline that's going on in both of these two Windens. We don't even know if the other place is called Winden, but I, I know we did talk about this, but also this, you know, because it happens in, in season one so much that Mikkel the magician and Mikkel who as Houdini, and he's got the poster in his room that says the great Houdini with Houdini crossed out and Mikkel there. And then his face uh, put you know, over the face of Houdini on it. So Mikkel as the escape artist, right? The magician as you know, the person who first says the thing, it's not how, but when, right? So, you know, we've seen so far Mikkel as the victim, but at, you know, you just feel like at some point that all that imagery with him and the magic and the, you know, equating himself with Houdini is going to play out. That's just we'll another see. thing. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, one of the images that was in the trailer we didn't mention was of um, Ellie in you know twenty fifty three or twenty fifty four, and Noah, and they're they're in like radiation suits. So you know, I title it the you know, the the family that radiates together stays together. Again, I thought it was a pretty brilliant title for that picture, but you know that idea of of of, of what is going on there you know i mean that's the thing like time travel makes something possible where noah who is basically we see him in two different incarnations right as a late teen early 20 year old uh and then the probably his 40s maybe early 50s um middle-aged noah and then of course we don't see any kind of old noah because he gets killed but we see that that both of those Noahs actually in multiple timelines. And young Noah is going to end up in 2020. Because he's in the bunker, right? Yep, he's in the bunker. Um, so for Noah, middle-aged Noah, to be in the 2050s with Ellie, who is his, who I don't know if they actually married to call her his wife, but certainly right. they have a daughter together. You know, it's it's not that strange a thing, you know, for for this show. Well, right, and it it makes sense from a timeline perspective. I think before we talked about Adam Slayer having three time machines, but it, it seems like it's really just three machines that collectively work together to create the uh the God particle, just as the image we saw of the um of the, the like the barn laboratory and the cave uh, has three devices in there that um, work to create that, that God particle. So, one last thing, I promise this last thing. <laughs> when you go back to 1953, and, uh, and Bern uh, Doppler is, is uh, speaking to people about building the, the, uh, the nuclear power plant, and behind him is the billboard, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's his, that's him and his family is in, in, in the billboard. Okay, cool. <laughs> just saw it. And so, and, and, I, actually, I said that was the last thing, but there's just one more thing, and that is the song that is playing during the trailer is a the MP, M, I'm sorry, M83 remix of Block Party's song Pioneers, which uh, came out 
in I believe 2004, maybe 2005. Dave, I'm I'm pretty sure you probably are not familiar with Block Party. But I'm not. Their first album, Silent Alarm, it's a classic. It's one of my favorite all time albums. It's so good. I could listen to it a million times. It it is just incredible. But I just want to read some of the lyrics from, and this is actually, I assume the the lyrics from the original song, and because like Black Party, they're always messing with their songs and remixing them and all this stuff. But these might be the lyrics from the original, which I guess would still be in the the remix. But if it can be broken, then it can be fixed. If it can be fused, then it can be split. It's all under control. It's all under control. If it can be lost, then it can be won. If it can be touched, then it can be turned. All you need is time. All you need is time. Right? Uh, we promised the world we tame it. What were we hoping for? We promised the world we tame it. What were we hoping for? Uh, a sense of purpose and a sense of skill, a sense of function, but a disregard. We will not be the first. We will not be the first. Uh, we said we're going to conquer new frontiers. Go on, stick your bloody hand in the jaws of the beast. So here we are, reinventing the wheel. I'm shaking hands with a hurricane. It's a color I can't describe. It's a language I can't understand. Ambition tearing out the heart of you, carving lines into you, dripping down the sides of you. We will not be the last. Could be All some right. crossovers there. Okay. Well, it's certainly apropos for the uh, trailer and what we expect to see in season three of dark. So, yeah. yeah. And I know I, I lied once again, but just one more. This is like it's the third like, time you've lied, know, but know, no, not that I'm just, counting. All right. This is because I just thought that was so funny because all the stuff we did about Bartosh and him potentially being Noah, obviously he's not. And everything about how Bartosh seemed to be central turns out that really probably his role was just to be the person who shows Magnus and Francisca how to use the device. And, and, and then and, get, and then get restrained and tied up in the cave. Right, right. Two and Francisco said, "Maybe your job was just to show us how to use it." And Bartosh was just like, "Dang, you know, I thought that was so important, and I guess not." So that that I'm I'm done. I'm, I promise. Okay. Now this time, not not kidding. I'm just going to okay. stop talking. All right. Well, listen. Um, I mean, for yeah. a two minute trailer. We had a lot to say. Hopefully some of it turns out to be true. Hopefully some of it makes sense, but that will do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. We want to thank you guys for joining us. Love to hear what you think about, you know, some of the shows we talked about in the past. If you want Ragnarok, Impulse, of course, we've got Dark coming up on the horizon. Encourage you to join the Facebook group. Share your thoughts with the Sci-Fi TV Rewatch community. Shoot us an email at Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com. But We'll be back next time to talk about the season three premiere of the German Netflix series Dark. But until then, Dave, I am a loose end in time.